is today in history, January the 5th. On this day in 1066, Edward the Confessor, King of England, dies after a reign of nearly 24 years. And on this day in 1905, the National Association of Audubon Societies for the Protection of Wild Birds and Animals is incorporated in New York State. Also on this day in 1933, the Golden Gate Bridge is born as construction begins and workers begin excavating 3.25 million cubic feet of dirt for the structure's huge anchorages. Some said the bridge couldn't possibly be built. Other critics said the bridge would cost an exorbitant sum, almost $100 million. But the dreamers and the builders won out. Construction began officially on January 5th, 1933. Following the gold rush boom that began in 1849, speculators realized that the land north of San Francisco Bay would increase in value in direct proportion to its accessibility to the city. Soon, a plan was hatched to build a bridge that would span the Golden Gate, a narrow 400-foot-deep strait that serves as the mouth of San Francisco Bay, connecting the San Francisco Peninsula with the southern end of Marin County. And on this day in 1920, the New York Yankees announced the purchase of the heavy-hitting outfielder George Herman Babe Ruth from the Boston Red Sox for the sum of $125,000. In all, Ruth had played six seasons with Boston, leading them to three World Series victories. On the mound, Ruth pitched a total of 29 and two-thirds scoreless World Series innings, setting a new league record that would stand for 43 years. He was fresh off a sensational 1919 season, having broken the Major League home run record with 29 and leading the American League with 114 runs batted in and 103 runs. In addition to playing more than 100 games in left field, he also went 9 and Five as a pitcher. Despite Ruth's performance, the Sox stumbled to a 66 and 71 record in 1919, finishing in sixth place in the American League. New ownership took control of the club, and in early January, new owner Harry Frazee made the decision to sell Ruth to the Yankees for 125,000 in cash and some 300,000 dollars in loans, which Frazee reportedly used to finance his Broadway production interests. After the sale. The Yankees took over Ruth's contract, which called for a salary of $10,000 per year. Aware of his value, Ruth demanded a salary raise, and New York agreed to negotiate a new contract with terms that would satisfy their new slugger. I looked down at center field, and I saw it. I said, I'm going to hit the next pitch ball right past the flagpole. Well, good Lord, must have been with paid off in spades for New York. As Ruth went on to smash his own home run record in 1920, hitting 54 home runs. And throughout the rest of the 20th century, the legacy of Frazee's lopsided trade continued to hover over Major League Baseball as the Yankees won 39 pennants and 26 World Series titles. And the Red Sox went 86 years without a World Series. In 2004, the Sox finally shook the curse of the Bambino, coming from behind to beat the Yankees in the AL Championship Series and then sweeping the Cardinals to win their first World Series since 1918. And on this day, in 1980, hip-hop is born. Here's Wonder Mike, Hank, and Master G, the Sugar Hill Gang. 
Hip-hop's roots as a musical phenomenon are subject to debate, but its roots as a commercial phenomenon are much clearer. They trace directly to January 5th, 1980, when the song Rapper's Delight became the first hip-hop single ever to reach the Billboard Top 40. The basic elements of hip-hop, MCs rapping, DJs mixing and scratching, were all in place by 1979, but you still could not walk into a record store in Times Square and buy a hip-hop album. These were the settings which the founding fathers of hip-hop, like Grandmaster Flash and Curtis Blow, were busy making their names while the crowds at Studio 54 danced the last days of disco away just a few miles to the south. Meanwhile, it was a businesswoman from New Jersey who put the two trends together to give birth to an industry. Her name was Sylvia Robinson, a former singer and late owner of a small record label called All Platinum. And after hearing a DJ rapping over records in Harlem, she sent her son Joey to find someone who could do the same thing on tape. Joey recruited his friend, Big Bank Hank, from an Inglewood, New Jersey pizzeria, and Master G and Wonder Mike from the surrounding neighborhood. Sylvia named the newly formed trio after the Sugar Hill section of Harlem and chose Sheik's Disco Smash Good Times as a backing track and scheduled studio time. What happened that weekend is a subject of some controversy. It involves Big Bank Hank borrowing his lyrics, almost wholesale, from the notebook of a Harlem MC named Grandmaster Kaz, whose name appears nowhere on the credits or royalty checks for Rapper's Delight. What happened that Monday, however, was straightforward and revolutionary. The making of the record began. Hip hop to the hippity hop. You don't stop, especially when you hear the bang bang boogie of the boogie to be. Hip hop born January the 5th, 1980. With the Sugar Hill Gang on this day in history. Yeah,